Welcome to the Lit Marriage Podcast with authors and Christian relationship coaches Cassidy and Daniela Parlane. On this podcast, you will discover how to transform your marriage from autopilot mode to keeping the flame of purpose, passion, and romance lit in the marriage that God designed for you to have. Learn to love intentionally together. Are you ready to keep it lit? Here we go. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the Lit Marriage Podcast. We are your hosts, Cassidy. And Daniela. Today, folks, we will be diving into a very interesting topic that we think is... uh, I'm sure you've heard of this before. I'm sure this is something that either you're experiencing in your marriage or you have, you've delved into this topic um, for whatever reason. But what we want to talk about today is, is, is the topic of narcissism. And our topic for today is simply this. I am married to a narcissist. What now? This is a pretty loaded question, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's not just any narcissist that you're married to. Obviously, this is a Christian podcast, folks. I want to put that out there right off the bat. Um, and given that, um, the idea or notion that you are married to a Christian narcissist, mm-hmm. or you yourself might be someone who is considered to be a narcissist, in itself is almost like a you would say a, a double negative if you may or or it, it sounds a little contradicting it doesn't it, it sounds like an oxymoron yes. absolutely so how is this even possible how is christianity a breeding ground literally a breeding ground for for such a thing and i i want folks that are out there that are listening today to understand that we're not coming from a clinical perspective. We're not doctors, mm-hmm. psychiatrists. Um, we are simply just giving our opinion on a matter, a subject matter that um, many, many marriages out there are are, uh, are suffering with today. And uh, it is something that needs to be talked about. So here we are. We want to dive into this topic by bringing a, a biblical perspective on the matter. So why don't you go ahead right now, Daniela, and explain to our listening audience, what is NPD? Well, narcissism in general is can be described as excessive self-centeredness with a lack of empathy for others. And of course, there this is a spectrum, and I believe we can all agree that all of us have a little bit of narcissism in us to some degree. Right. It's just... What we're focusing on today is anybody who either clinically has NPD, like actual narcissistic personality personality disorder, or has tendencies that are a lot more prominent. And so who would have thought really that this is a disorder? It's a, is this, is this a mental disorder? It's of def- such? It definitely is okay. a mental disorder. Um, so there are, we can break it down into basic types. Now, some psychiatrists will break it down as far as even eight 
I believe, seven or eight different types or subcategories. But right. just for the sake of simplicity today, right. we're going to stick with the two basic types. So you generally have passive aggressive or covert narcissists, or you have the arrogant or overt narcissists. So I guess I kind of gave it a, a description so that you kind of have an understanding like the covert would be the more passive aggressive type and the overt tends to be more arrogant and it's obviously more overt they you know so what we've done is um come up with kind of a, a general list of right. signs that you might want to look for that might be an indicator that you are married to a narcissist or some some personality traits you might recognize in yourself that you might want to really be aware of. You know, this is a very touchy topic, and um, we know um, from many testimonials that we've read through online um, that uh, if you are in a situation where your spouse is a narcissist and you're having to deal with this on a daily basis, it's not easy. And we yeah. want to we want to say right off the bat that we empathize with you, um, the, the person that is having to endure this, and we also want the person who him or herself who is a narcissist to understand that through Christ you can conquer this. But let's dive in and break down these spectrums that you've just mentioned just now. You're talking about identifying or some signs mm -hmm. of the fact that you might be or you you might be living or married to a narcissist. Why don't we talk about that? Well, the first thing on my list is what I would, uh, what I've coined as bumper sticker Christians. What's that? So <laughs> it's like, you'll see like the typical, um, you know, the person that has bumper stickers on Christian bumper stickers everywhere. Right. They'll wear like the Christian t-shirt. Like they're very loud about their, you know, their faith. Right. And in many cases, uh, the reason why they're doing that is to obviously compensate for something. So they're, they seem to be very big on using Christianese lingo. Right. Lots of basically they're they're telling you what you want to hear if right. you're a christian um but they are the more you you examine deeper the you realize that they don't necessarily have a deep understanding of 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 the bible they just right. use a lot of very surface language right so christianese right? really christianese yeah what yeah. you know the kind of thing that you they expect that you would be familiar with right but when it comes down to it they're not very deep so basically they're they're talking the talk but not necessarily walking out exactly so the they're the fruit it doesn't match the or, outside right. that they're trying to portray does not match internally are you saying that these are people who are are they're, they've mastered the art of like putting on a facade. Really. Absolutely. And that's the main characteristic of a narcissist is that it is all a facade. So that's, a, that's one thing I would say, number one thing um, that you would see in like what you'd call quote unquote a Christian narcissist. Wow. Right? So this or is... someone who is behaving or trying to come off as a Christian, but maybe they're really not. So they're they're mimicking. They do a lot of mimicking. So is this in a, in an attempt to? It's it's almost like a def, a self a mechanism to. It's like a, a defense mechanism, really. Um, 
for for them to not be. It's more of a masking mechanism. Okay. okay. More of a masking. So that they won't be discovered or exactly found out. That's kind of like their disguise. Right. They're they're disguising as a Christian or what you would ex- what you think is a Christian to the people around them. Is it possible uh, but, that this person is genuinely oh, a Christian, I as be- in a born again believer? I believe believer? That, that a born again believer can do the same type of fall into the same type of sins or weakness as an unbeliever. I I firmly believe that. I know that that's another controversial topic all on its own. Yeah, because um, but that would be able have to be another topic for another day. But we, absolutely, I believe that we can all be a bit of a, a Roman seven baby Roman <laughs> seven just read it we can all be a, a bit of a, a fruit inspector if you may from exactly. time to time yes. where we are examining or inspecting the fruit of other people's lives exactly and I let's just be clear that as a Christian um, while you don't have to demonstrate these fruit you should demonstrate you should. these fruits you should <laughs> but it, it there's this understanding amongst many Christians that right. It's a must. So basically, right. if you don't have the fruit, you are you were just never genuinely saved, and we have no place to be. Able, the The only thing that we can go off of is the profession, right? Of what that person truly, because we can't see their heart. We don't know if they've truly placed their faith in Jesus Christ, and it's just faith alone that saves the person and seals them. But the saved person is still living in a corruptible flesh. Well, Paul talks so they, about this. And Paul is very clear that the struggle is real. Yes. And it really depends on how much the person is willing to surrender to that spirit. Right. To walk by the spirit in order to see the growth and the fruit that we're talking right. about. But there are those who do not have that fruit because, hey, maybe they're stuck in narcissism or maybe they're stuck in something else. They're weak. Everybody's walk is different. Right. Right. So this is where we want to be clear about, you know, we, we don't want to point any fingers about, hey, the person you're with is not really saved or let's not play that game. Let's right. Not so play the blame game or the, uh, you know, maybe they're acting like they're not saved. But if they are a professing believer and they say that they genuinely ultimately God is the judge is really God would saying. know God sees their heart. So let's so. talk about another sign here. What is what is another sign of. A, a narcissist. A big one would be gaslighting. I think what on earth we've is all that? heard this term lately, um, especially <laughs> gaslighting is basically, you know, have you ever felt like somebody is trying to basically put put something on you? Right. They're trying to put. So they're they're, they're spinning the blame. They're spinning the blame right. on you about something. To so the they're never where, wrong. They're never wrong, but to the point where you actually can feel like you're going crazy. Like you might confront them about something and they somehow find a way to spin it back on you where it's your fault. So even even if you confront them about something that they're they're like clearly doing wrong, wow. they find some way to make it your fault. Or they make you feel as if you're imagining it. They're, wow. they're in constant denial and they'll get very aggressive about it. A person like this is really good at fooling people, others outside. Because they this person, while he or she um, gives off this facade like we talked about right. earlier to those in their circle of influence, um, they literally... Um, treat their spouse at home totally different. Mm-hmm. In other, in other, in other words, they 
they have absolutely no control over themselves at home, but when they are out or if they have visitors or company in their presence, they somehow find muster the strength to be a completely different person. That's pretty scary right. if you ask me. Absolutely. And that is all a part of their manipulation mind game game that they do. Wow. Um, gaslighting is a big deal because like you said, the person that is pointing out the, the issues and, and that could be another issue as well. You're pointing out this issue and that could backfire on exactly. you because now you have to apologize to the narcissist for hurting their feelings, their feelings. Exactly. <laughs> right? when you are literally trying to help or clarify or bring some kind of uh, awareness and that's the problem. There is a lack of awareness is really what's happening here with the gaslighting. Um, tell us tell us more about these signs. Well, um, another thing, another trait is that they're not willing to compromise. It's their way or the highway. So you'll find yourself having, that just even in little things, everyday life, it's, it's their way all the time. And sometimes you'll have, like, let's say you're making a decision together on something. Like, even something as simple as... I don't know, like, let's uh, go to this grocery store right. to do our, our, you know, it's like down the street. Right. And uh, that person, just to have their way, they'll make a point of completely contradicting what you brought up. Right. And they'll say, nope, today um, we're going to go to um, the hardware store because I need to do this thing. And it might be something that's completely irrelevant. Right. But, it, it, and it sounds irrational. But it's just their their way of establishing control that they made the decision and not you. They cannot stand the fact that someone else is making the decision because they have to be in control the all the time. Of they have to have this, this. They have to be the center of attention. Is really what. Yeah. So really look out for that. Like if you see this as a pattern, like why did like they leave you perplexed almost? Yeah. Like why would you? This makes sense. Like it makes sense. This is it, logical. It, logical, but they always seem to go. Uh, they make these irrational, illogical decisions. Right. Right. It seems like they're taking the long way. Right. And you're like left baffled and frustrated and confused, okay. and that that would be another, you know obvious thing there um another thing is they the person puts you down constantly and seemingly it's disguised as a joke interesting so if you 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 see this like repeatedly right um and it it's just it's a pattern and they put you down in front of friends and some of them are really bold in front of family in yeah. front of people even even like spiritual leaders yeah. anybody and because they're bold enough that they can, they, they feel they have this sense of confidence in themselves, right? Because really, narcissism is arrogance. an extreme form of pride and arrogance, yeah. especially if they are the the covert type, which Ooh. is arrogant. Yeah. They will have the gall to actually do that. And, you know, they, they don't Pass have to be secret. Pass it off as a joke. Pass it off as a joke. Yeah. Like, ha, yeah, ha, ha, yeah. let's all take a good laugh. Or they'll make like snide little remarks. Um, and these remarks are basically they deteriorate you as a as a human being. They they wow. break you down, but it's because it's it's passed off as a joke. Again, it's another form of gaslighting. Oh, you're crazy! Uh, like you're you're the crazy one. I I was just joking. I mean, right. I wasn't serious, but right. it happens so much that it makes you start wondering. Wow. 
That is that like is what's going on here. That okay? is interesting. Anytime that you find yourself asking yourself if you're going crazy, that might be a good sign that you are with a narcissist. Wow. If you, you literally feel like they're losing your mind. Um, another one is uh, they escape responsibility. So again, nothing is their fault. There's always a blame shift. They're, they always find a way out of like if there's something that they did wrong and it's very evident. This is not like a shade, like a, a gray area. Right. They deliberately did something wrong. And if you bring it to their attention, they will not take responsibility for it. That is interesting. They'll always, they're like trying to catch a fish with your bare hands. They'll just slip slip out of it every single time and they are escape artists that's that's very, very snaky good. very snaky that's very snaky for someone to never uh take responsibility for anything and is always pointing the finger mm -hmm. um there is something to be said about that i mean um here we are in in a marriage and we're hurting each other we're literally making holes Right. In our in in our in our ship, our relationship. Um, exactly. That's definitely uh, one of the fastest ways to put holes in your relationship um, by never ever uh, assuming responsibility for anything. Exactly. Um, and and that's also a sign of your level or lack of maturity, spiritual absolutely maturity, right? Totally. And that brings me to the next point. It's kind of like the mirror image of this. Right. Escape responsibility, but victimization and blame shifting. Wow. Nothing's ever their fault. So especially if you're dealing with like the the uh, covert narcissist, they tend to be more on the passive aggressive victimization yeah. side yeah. of things. Yeah. So they, they tend to be less obvious, but it's almost like that form of torture where there's that drop of water wow always dripping it doesn't seem obvious but that water will eventually break wow a rock this speaking it's of water passive, but the, it's this it's, is an individual who could bring the tears on like yes <laughs> with, with, exactly like, like, you know switch like yeah, a, yeah, a flick yeah, of a switch yeah. they can immediately the waterfalls come oh they, they apologize their apology is never genuine wow but they are they have a way to manipulate you into feeling sorry for them so right. that they're once again the victim and now you and they're right they're right and you have to apologize and you have to find ways to convenience them you have to be the one to change they're wow. not the problem wow right wow um and speaking of that fits of rage like we just said they can switch between moods very quickly so you can they can go from like that jovial you know Nice, loving, nice, giving, loving, and cheerful. then all of a sudden, you know, you're bringing up, especially if you're going to confront them on something, right? Um, that you see wrong with them, they can easily just snap wow. into wow. a rage where like it makes your head spin, and then just as quickly as they flip, they can go right back, and you're like, What did that just happen? and you will question, like, Did is this did I imagine it because it can wow. happen that quickly? Wow. And that can really mess with your mind because it's it's this contrast between personalities, almost like they have multiple personalities. Um, so they can be very charming. They often tell you what you want to hear, but then quickly betray that with a false persona when nobody is looking. Interesting. Right? Interesting. So someone like we mentioned earlier, someone who is 
who has that integrity, who's who's authentic. Right. They are that same person behind closed doors as they are when they're out. So like we I mentioned the bumper sticker Christian. Yes. Their bumper sticker Christian is 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 different when they're behind closed doors. Interesting. The Bible doesn't really have an effect. They don't really care. They don't care they don't about have a- having that that devotional life they don't care about the prayer time they don't care about living it out they just care about when i go out that door my shirt says jesus jesus loves (laughs) you my best friend exactly (laughs) and and they feel almost like i feel like it's as if it relieves them of guilt right because they've done their part there i I did the bumper sticker thing it's on my car it's everywhere yeah i'm evangelizing and then that that's basically the depth of their christian life yeah is I've done my my job. I've evangelized with my T-shirt or with my bumper sticker or my hat or whatever other paraphernalia you can think of. So this could be someone that is charming, like you said. They're charitable. They give. um, And this is probably their way of taking the attention really off of the the deeper issues exactly and 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 it gets people's eyes on oh but look at them they're they have a jesus shirt on they love the lord yeah they use christian lingo oh they you know they pop in they must be saved and i wanted to mention that's another thing that that you want to look out for is they kind of tend to insert jesus everywhere almost like look out for this like they'll they'll just kind of insert him in like random topics yeah almost like they are overcompensating. You can right. t- they're trying too hard. And again, it is just a, a, a manipulation strategy to give people the impression that, wow, God is always on their mind. This person is, you know, always talking about Jesus, Jesus, but it's very superficial. Yeah. It's not deep. Um, they don't know scripture. They don't know context. They don't really, again, because they're not living it out. They're not genuinely digging into the word or else they would have had their mind renewed. They would be living it. Imagine They'd be transformed. I I can't understand why Christianity is almost like a breeding ground for narcissists. Um, But Christianity, unfortunately, um, our faith as Christians, because we are so... Uh, we're taught by Jesus and by the word of God to be gentle, to be loving, to be gracious, to be forgiving. We can literally harbor narcissists in our midst mm. and we can we can literally protect them to some degree because right. we are demonstrating the grace Exactly. of God we are we are we are showing them um, meekness we're showing them gentleness we're showing but unfortunately for some it's these... a perfect place to exploit yes yes Christians yes. especially like a, yes uh, let's just give the example of a narcissist man he will pray that he'll pray on a woman that he'll find in a church because he knows, well, where am I going to find a submissive wife? Right. Where can I take that scripture and twist it yes. and manipulate my way yeah, yeah. You know, into someone's life who will be subservient to me? Right. Well, let's try Christianity. You know, they're not going to find that in the, as easily in, you know, a more secular feminist circle, for right. example, that that's right. going to be a little tough to get around, but they, they will look in places where, people are most vulnerable people right. are most willing to forgive um, forgive and forget to submit to, <laughs> to you know yeah. to, to be self-sacrificial right because that's what jesus teaches and they know that and they will exploit that and that's what marriage should should be about 
always. It's always about submission and sacrifice, but it's a two-way two street, street, honey. Absolutely. Two-way street. Absolutely. So the next point would be they're always looking for affirmation and praise, and they're very spiteful when they don't Ooh. get it. Now, when we're talking about the covert, yes, I keep getting them mixed up. I'm sorry. The overt, overt, where you know they're more arrogant and they have delusions of grandeur. You'll this will be probably a little more obvious because they are almost demanding praise. Yeah, they want to be almost. It's almost like they want to be worshipped. And if they you want don't, adoration, and if they don't get it. They're gonna get it. And, and <laughs> Find these, a way to get it. These can will, be some very spiritual, they, spiritually abusive individuals because you know, absolutely, they could be really gifted people too. Who they think, well, if you don't use me, then God can't bless what you're doing because oh, I'm not a part of that. Oh, how many times have right? we heard that? Oh right? my goodness! You know, um, they just always are seeking. Mm -hmm. To be praised, to be adored, to be recognized, right. and if you don't give them that adoration or that affirmation that they think you, they deserve, then then perhaps you know there's some kind of um, it's almost like you deserve. There's going to be a curse on you. You know, there's like a <laughs> we've God, seen that we've seen this yes. over and over, and it's it's it, spiritual abuse absolutely to the max absolutely. And we there's even pastors who do this, unfortunately. Absolutely, there are there self, are ministers self-proclaimed prophets and self-proclaimed yep. apostles who will really, really tread this line, like of spiritual time. abuse, absolutely, and narcissism, absolutely. Absolutely. So another point would be uh, they lack prioritizing issues or needs in the marriage, but they have no problem splurging on things that inflate their ego. So perhaps in a practical example, there's something, there is a need, uh, a long-standing need, right, um, in your household. Like maybe you need to, I don't know, fix the faucet or something, and you've been. You know, letting them know, hey babe, we need to really fix this. This has to get done. And he kind of tends to like, or maybe it's something that you need, like personally, like as the wife. I'm just giving the example as the right. man. I, I tend to hear a lot more cases with men, but it, there are women narcissists. Absolutely, well. there That's are. That's Jezebel for you. But anyway, um, there there's something when it's something maybe she needs right. or directly relevant to the marriage. It tends to be put on the back burner. It's not important. It gets put, uh, whatever. I, I don't feel like it. But then you'll something that isn't even a need, perhaps. Um, they'll find that the they, time. They'll find the time and the, the money. Resources. The money. Yeah. Oh yeah. They Absolutely. can. They'll spend whatever it takes to on their toy. Maybe they're into boats. You know, maybe he wants to get a yacht or something. Right. Oh, he'll go and spend thousands on that yacht, or he'll even maybe go into debt for it wow. because it appeases yeah. his childish inner. You know. Right. What's the word I'm looking for? Temperamental, well, spoiled baby that's on the inside. Because really, narcissists are all big babies on the inside. It's like they've never grown up. They're an absolutely. adult toddler. Right. So that you might see that. Um, but then when you really need something, maybe the faucet costs like, I don't know, what's a faucet cost? 50 bucks? I don't know. I'm not a plumber. But that, it, you'll find them making excuses like, oh, I, I don't want to spend that. So basically, that's, that's expensive. Oh, I don't have time for this. Oh, but they'll have the money and the time for that ridiculous 
toy or hobby or trip that they want to go with their guys you know something just ridiculous like that so there's a there's even a level of entitlement absolutely that comes, that comes along with what you're saying there that right? would be what that is that's right entitlement. lacking prioritization like like as a man of the house you should you should be leading you yes. should know what the priorities are even as a wife you should know what the priorities of the home is uh the priorities are i should say um you know and even as a couple this these are things that should be discussed but if there are priorities that are being overlooked for one reason or another because i i as the narcissist i have to appease my needs or my wants rather right right um because of my entitlement behavior i mean that definitely poses an issue um later on in the marriage i mean for some this these types of behavior they might not be visible in the beginning stages of the relationship right and And that's because especially you'll especially see that with (coughs) narcissists because they are so good at disguising yeah right they're manipulative so you could marry a a narcissist without knowing it you may have not seen the red flags because it's yeah the the natural mind doesn't really look for those things wow right especially if you really care about the person you're especially in the beginning stages when you're courting you're always looking at the good side of the person you don't necessarily tells us that love yes love believes all things things. yeah right we want to believe the best hence why christianity is such a breeding ground for narcissism to kind of infiltrate unfortunately to see the best from the other person. The devil comes to kill, still, steal, yeah, steal, and kill, and destroy, right? So kill, steal, and you destroy. gotta expect Absolutely. it, which is why we must always be vigilant. Absolutely. But if you're in it, we will we will get to um, what we can do about this. Absolutely. So the next point that I wanted to talk about is oh yes, they will be full of insincere apologies. And you'll get something that sounds like this. I'm sorry. But blah 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 blah. It's your fault. So it, <laughs> by the right. end of the apology, it's it goes right back on you. So whatever, you're never gonna get a true, genuine apology, true repentance. Like they don't really change their mind about anything. It's wow. they're stuck on themselves. They're wow. right. Me, myself, and I. So there, they, while there is an apology, it's not it, as sincere. They deflect. Yes, lots of deflection going on. So that goes back to gaslighting. Exactly. Right? It's just another form of gaslighting. Right. I'm sorry, but you know, if it wasn't for if if you weren't so nagging, then right. I wouldn't have been right. so harsh with you. So right. really, that's not an apology because you're putting the blame back on that person. Right. Interesting. If there's a but in the apology, you have to question whether it's really an apology. So there is there is something to be said about two narcissists coexisting. Oh my! In home. That, so that can't, just that transition can't a little bit here to <laughs> what that could even look like. Is that even a possibility? Can there be no. two two narcissists cannot right cannot coexist? Wow! It will never work because only one of them can receive all the glory honor <laughs> praise <laughs> hallelujah right not yeah it's basically it's a very satanic trait if, if we want to put it bluntly it is 
these are personalities that that are satanic in nature. Wow. They are not wow. of God. And Satan wants all the praise for himself. He wants all the worship. He wants the adoration. He wants all the attention. Yeah. You can't have two people. We're not. But right. this this is the this is the problem though. You live long enough in 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 a narcissistic relationship and you find yourself having this tit for tat if you understand what I mean right. where there's literal war happening mm. in that home and so yes. while you have identified that your spouse is a narcissist you yourself yes if you don't you want don't, to end up mirroring if you don't guard right yourself you could end up becoming a narcissist or at least almost some, exhibiting right. like some behaviors almost as a safeguard because you want to you know it's it i think we've all done it to some degree it's like well that person's doing this well i'll do it right back almost like i'm going to teach him a lesson so and you start mimicking what they do now you have two narcissists wow wow and that's uh, a recipe that's, for disaster that's never a good idea that's a recipe for disaster what's the one thing we always talk about when one is water one is fire the other one is water absolutely right so you absolutely. can't have two fires to like fire will never take out fire it'll only intensify intensify absolutely that brings us to our next point let's talk about some causes here because like maybe you're 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 a listener and you're thinking oh my goodness these these people are just literally talking about things that um it's 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 you're you're literally talking about me my life what i'm going through or what I've been experiencing. Yeah. So can you, can you talk to us about some causes here? Because maybe, you know, we've listened to quite a few talks on this subject and we, we rarely hear about the root. So let's talk Mm -hmm. about some root. So one of the very common ones is child trauma, um, neglect. And on the flip side of that, even permissive parenting you know, that spoiled child. Right. They were constantly spoiled. So there's two two sides to that coin. And right. then genetics can also play a part in that. Uh, but the root, if we want to really give it a name, biblically, it would be a hardness of heart and unsound mind kind of problem. Wow. So there is like an imbalance there. Basically a broken heart, like brokenness. It's really brokenness. So this is a broken person. Exactly. Because this, th- we've talked about this. We're all often. broken, but yes, this, is we a, are. this is a different, like a deeper degree of brokenness to the point where, because a narcissist doesn't admit. Yes. And in most cases, the the difficult thing about it is they don't even recognize that Absolutely. something is wrong with them. Absolutely, and even so if is they a, identify, it, it is a disorder. Like even it, if they identify this disorder, for them to deal with it, it's pulling teeth really absolutely because for them they don't see anything wrong with what you know where they are what they're doing exactly you are always the problem the other person is always the cause of their rage the other person is always the reason why they did this or said that or behaved in the way and i mean that again if it goes back to if it was a trauma situation that's how their mind think of it as a programmer programs a computer yes their mind has been conditioned to think this way um so again a lot of these mental issues and spiritual issues even always stem 
more than likely always stem from a childhood trauma. Wow. In many, many, many cases, it's it's so rare、um, to find a case where it's not related to some type of trauma.、Wow. Something caused that imbalance. People don't just—they're not just born narcissists. Wow. Right. And and this is.、Uh, this They is... could be a little bit more. I would say where geneticism is. Is、uh, involved, right? They could be predisposed, yes, but they're not gonna, you know, that that doesn't cut it. It's not gonna give you a full blown narcissist. Interesting.、Um, you know, we've been listening to quite a bit of conversation where this is um, um, where this topic is concerned, and one of the things that we hear a lot is that the narcissists always go, they go out of their way. To literally,、um, they find they literally create ways to hurt the other、mm-hmm. person. And those and, are the the more extreme cases. Yes, where they're very. When I say hurt, sometimes it's it, labeled malignant. The malignant narcissist. When I say hurt, it doesn't always have to be a physical hurt. It can be, but it could bring the 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 result of their actions could result in physical. But、Absolutely. they are often. Um, emotional uh, abusers, spiritual, exactly, spiritual exactly. abusers,、right? and even physical. Sometimes a combination. And 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 much like a computer, it, it, they they learn the program、mm-hmm. that they have been programmed to adapt to. If you understand what I'm saying, exactly. So and they will sit there and literally premeditate、mm-hmm. on ways. How to either get out of circumstances or create circumstances to create even more difficulties、right. in in the marriage. This is a very tough place to be. I cannot、very、imagine.、Toxic. It's very toxic. I cannot imagine what this this is like for the person going through this or the person who have ex- who have literally. Just- well, I can tell you that I have.、Um, I would consider myself a survivor of a narcissistic previous marriage. Right. It is like almost every single trait that I've just named, I've experienced, and it is absolutely a living hell. Wow. Living hell. So it, it can be very, very difficult. So very we've difficult. talked a lot, and and you know I, you you and I have shared this many times about your past and what you have gone through, and. I know that you have suffered a great deal、um, from past trauma and, and, and abuse in many ways, and、um, you've shared that with me. And I know that God has done a tremendous work on your heart. Praise God! But、mm-hmm. there are not a lot, not everybody, or not you know, there are people out there who are going through it, and they were not as fortunate as you to recover. Because here's one of、right. the things that happens if you're not able to shield your emotions and and begin to. Um, almost like insulate yourself、mm-hmm. in that relationship at at some point where you have decided that the jabs, the emotional abuse, the、right. spiritual abuse that you're taking this no more. You're putting your feet down and you're saying to yourself, "I'm insulating myself." That if I were to ask、uh, to literally remove myself from this situation, I'm not going to be as damaged, and I will have the 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 the, the what you call. Um, the foundation to rebuild from, if you understand what I'm、right. saying, the emotional foundation, the mental foundation to build from,、um, be, because 
the, the, the intention of the narcissist is to tear you down. Exactly. If, especially when they are not in a situation where they're getting their way. Their needs are being... Their needs. Their, exactly. They often put themselves in situations where they are the one that they're benefiting from. If they're not benefiting from you anymore, you become disposable to them. Exactly. Right? Totally. And so this is something that you... The, the abuse. It's a very parasitical Absolutely. type of relationship. Absolutely. You know, we've talked a lot here t today about what it is and what it's not and all that. What we want to get down to today, folks, is really to give you some solutions. We want to give you some nuggets. We want to leave you with some biblical Answers and some hope. We don't want it. To, Absolutely. This is not about doom and gloom. And this is about looking at this biblically and seeing is there some hope. And for some, sometimes, I mean, there is always hope with God. There's always, you know, with anything is possible with God. Now, does that mean it'll always work out for in everyone? Your favor? No. Right. We're gonna be honest about that. Right. Sometimes, you know, you all the believing and the praying that you're doing, you have to resort to the idea or thought that this may not change this person. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's a tough one. Just that's a tough pill to swallow. It really is. That in all your praying, in all your fasting, in all of what you're doing, that this person at the end of the day is a choice. And they may not choose to, 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 to literally allow themselves to be processed by God. In all exactly. of this, this is a heart issue. It's a heart Absolutely. issue. This person's heart is hardened. And only God himself. Mm-hmm can crack a hardened heart. Absolutely, with this chisel. So why don't we talk about some solutions on this uh, on this topic today? Because again, we've we've talked about all the gory stuff, and there's Absolutely. so much more that we could talk about on this subject. But why don't we offer some solutions as we um, as we wrap up our, our time here with our yeah. listening audience? Well, I would begin with if you see like again, we're not trying to get you to diagnose. Um, someone, but we've given you some tips on, okay, I've, you see this, you've, you've heard the whole list and you're thinking to yourself right now, okay, this, like the person I'm with is a textbook. Wow. Classic example of a narcissist. Like what can I do now? What's the next step? So, um, one way to really kind of bring this issue to light to deal to begin dealing with this is that there needs to be a gentle confrontation and the way the person reacts to that confrontation is what will more, more than likely expose whether they have narcissistic tendencies um, and the tricky fact is that like we said before narcissists don't believe they have a problem because they're blinded so if they have a very they get very triggered you'll find that they'll get very triggered, they'll snap, right. they'll get extremely angry. Yeah. The reaction is almost exaggerated. Yeah. Um, and in some cases it could be violent. Yeah. So um, 
I want to put it out there that you should really think wisely, really pray this through and ask God to show you what is the best way to bring this up Absolutely. in a very calm wise. and gentle, wise way. And in some cases, it might be more wise to take this outside, maybe go to a coffee shop or out to the park, like somewhere where you are almost shielded by public. There are right. other people around if you fear that, okay, he might... Get violent. He, she, yeah, it yeah. could be a she. Yeah, get very like almost where you're afraid. If you feel afraid to confront them, that that's a, a bad sign. You should be able to bring up anything to your spouse. But if you can already preempt, this that isn't going to go yeah, well. Yeah, this, yeah. I'm almost. I have this weird, eerie feeling that they're gonna, you know, snap. Snap. Take it outside, or it might even be wise to take it. You know, can we speak to someone? about this absolutely, and bring someone there and again if they try to avoid it and they get you know that that's a sign but see pay attention to their reaction and that's a that's the first step to really recognizing whether okay there is a problem here there's a problem confrontation it it needs to be gentle There must be always there must be in gentle, in graceful love. approach. Not accusatory. No. Um, and maybe we could give some examples as to how you could say this. So for example, um, you you could say honey and hold their hands. Um, you're a couple, so this this shouldn't be a problem. Um, there's something about touch that is that is so um, gentle that is so beautiful that is mm-hmm. like it really it, it reaches it, the, it the disarms soul. yes it's very disarming yes you look this person in, in the eyes and you simply say we have been going through some very difficult times and what we're doing what, is not working yeah what we're doing is not working be as simple, get to the point as, as quickly and in few words as possible. Absolutely. So you're not being too verbose. Like you're you're just getting it out there. This isn't working. Simple. We, we are hurting to, each other. We need, we to, need to get some help. What we are doing to each other is harming us. It is not making us whole. It's harming us. It's bringing, it's, it's putting holes in our lives. It's, it's like... It's not fortifying our walls. Our walls are broken down. Like I'm, I'm these are metaphor that I'm, I'm speaking, but you can maybe be a little bit more specific. Our sex life is horrible. Or you can say, honey, we aren't, you know, in love like we used to be anymore. Something changed. We need to get to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's very possible that this person may again gaslight. <laughs> and think, and this person might sit there and say, "Well, you're the problem. You're the reason why this has been right. happening. You, it's because of you why this." See, and, but, you, and the important thing is that you really need to direct. You got to get away from all the blame shifting yes. and direct them right back to this we, is why we, we need to get this help, and the help we. needs to come together. It has to be something you do as a couple. I've seen couples who, right. who um, you know, I've been through this, even in my past relationship where I was being told, you're the one that needs the counseling. I don't need the counseling mm-hmm. or let's go get separate counseling. So mm-hmm. one of the things that we want you to understand, folks, is that 
you are a team. You are one flesh. The Bible calls the marriage relationship one flesh for a reason. You are one in everything you do. I, I, I we can't stress this enough. Right. There, there's something about the biblical marriage relationship that sets us apart from the the, the secular marriages that are out there, and right. and the biblical marriage is a representation of Christ and His church. We can't stress this enough, folks. You can find this in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 32. The biblical marriage is a reflection of Christ and his church. Maybe you need to face your spouse today and ask your spouse, is our marriage reflecting Christ and his church? Bring it, bring the the gospel to the center. There you go. Because there's power in the gospel. There you go. so important. Ask the question, is our marriage a reflection? Is it reflecting Christ and his church? Are we willing to fight for our marriage? These are questions. You notice how that was very strategic, by the way. Mm -hmm. I didn't say, are you willing to fight for our marriage? I said, are we? Use the we, us language. It's not I or you. So try to use that language as much as possible. And... I would say, I would go as far as saying that you need to demand um, because it's the only way. The only way that you can move forward is you must demand um, that you do get this help. You must. It's accountability. It's a must to get counseling because at this point, if you do not. We um, are in trouble. You're in big trouble. The narcissist will only calcify over time they will only get harder because narcissism is a hardness of heart problem to begin with and hardness of heart only gets worse if you don't intervene and i find that like if the person is not willing to do this with you for us for the sake of us and they're they're trying to cop out or no you go get your own counseling and i'll go get my own it, it suggests that there's something to hide right there is a manipulation going on there because right. now that you're not in the room right he can you know a narcissist can manipulate their therapist absolutely they can manipulate the psychiatrist they can manipulate the counselor they can manipulate the pastor but when you're in the room when you're both together it's yes. a lot harder to yes. do that yes. because now we have three parties. We have we have a buffer now. Yes. So you'll find that they'll try to escape that, right? Because they don't want the buffer. They in the do room. not want to be confronted. Because they don't want to change. They yes. don't want to admit or be exposed. Absolutely, that's what it is. Exposing. We've said this over mm. and over again. What you mm-hmm. fail to expose will expose. And on you. that point, I wanted to mention when earlier on when we we talked about how trauma yes is one of the main factors in narcissistic people or one of the the main causes right in many cases and one of the best healing strategies is there is a principle in confessing yes the bible says confess your sins one to another um and i understand that there you know this could have been something that happened to them they didn't necessarily inflict the sin it was inflicted upon them but it's a sin nonetheless right and the fact that you're living with this inside of you and it's causing you to be broken and there's something about letting it out 
there's a principle in that when you confess, when you let things off your chest, don't you feel a burden when you, uh, is removed when you do that? Right. So oftentimes when people go through a trauma, they try to push it away. They repress it. They don't want to talk about it It because it comes with a lot of baggage. Yes. There's a lot of yes. shame. Now there's something that I, I, now I have to do hurts. something about it now that I brought exactly. it up. Exactly. Right? They have to, it, it, it is, it can be something very shameful yes. and very embarrassing and difficult to talk about, but you are one flesh. Absolutely. And you are, you know, if the more you don't expose that thing, the more it's going right. to hurt you. It's going to hurt them and their marriage. Couples who so it go, needs to it, it, they need to go and get this counseling together, together yeah. and let all the cards out on the table. Couples who get uh, counseling together, mm-hmm. the success rate are much higher. Oh, it's so much higher. It, the success rate for your marriage is there's they're, they're just more higher than. The, the individual counseling sessions, like you said, absolutely, like you said, the, no doubt the narcissist can try to manipulate the counselor, and for some for some counselors, if they if they're not strong in their 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 you know their approach, they will be ran over by by, by the narcissist. You know, I I can see a narcissist wanting to even manipulate God and the Holy Spirit. Mm. This is this is this is how I want it to be done, God. I've seen it. And in, and if it's not being done this way, God, then you know, we can't can't really talk. You know, or right. or or this this is a person who would probably be have such anger for God because maybe he or she feels that their prayers have not been answered and again, in the way in which they because they're so entitled they think that they have you know they're entitled to those those things that they prayed about like God is a genie to them we because want, they're they're in in a sense they made themselves their own God wow you know the Bible tells us that God resists the proud. Mm-hmm. Think about this. If you are out there as a narcissist and God is resisting you, mm. God resists the proud. The Bible also tells Yikes. us that pride Comes before. goes before a fall. Yes. Pride goeth before, before a, fall. a fall, which means pride precedes your fall. Your fall is inevitable, mm. is really what the Word of God is saying. Pride goeth before a fall. You know, sometimes Mr. or Mrs. Narcissus, um, the only thing that can solve your problem is if God were to break your leg or to do so. No, not God's not going to break your leg, but something dramatic mm-hmm. has to happen to the narcissist. Got, yeah, God's got to intervene like he did with S- Nebuchadnezzar. Or, or God literally takes his hand mm-hmm. off of your situation mm-hmm. because you have pushed him away right because of your your wanting to do your own thing and God is a gentleman so not to say that God is causing this but God takes a step back mm-hmm. God takes a step back from your situation and we don't want that we don't want that for you 
We want God to be working in your life. Um, there's a scripture in Galatians 5 that talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And, you know, talks about walking in the Spirit and doing the things of the Spirit and not allowing yourself to do the things of the flesh. These are things that you have to examine in your life. If the Word of God stops challenging you, then you are at a very serious place as a Christian. So these are things... That they may sound really tough, really hard to swallow, but they are things that if you if this really gets a hold of your heart today, it could truly revolutionize your life. Absolutely. It could truly revolutionize your life. And we talked a lot about the gospel and how the gospel is the central thing. Central. It's the, the thing that frees you. The Bible says, whom the son sets free is free, free indeed. indeed. Do you want to be free from this, 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 let's call it a, a, a spirit. It's a mm. spirit that has gotten a hold of you, your emotions, your will, your intellect. You've been submerged in this thing right. that is that is now controlling your life you're broken you're out of alignment and the the power of the gospel is able to fix that absolutely 100% i believe that if god cannot fix your life through his word through his holy spirit then th th that that's a place of no return and psychologists they have written off the narcissist mm. they have said that there's no hope for the narcissist mm. and i truly believe that even though in your life today as a couple that you're going through this tough time that you know maybe god is saying to you, you got to know really what god is saying to you mm. is god saying to you to walk away is he saying walk away? Because perhaps that is what God is saying to you. Right. And we want to just add that quick disclaimer in there. If you're experiencing any type of abuse, like harsh, we're talking physical, psychological abuse, and or even children that are in danger due to this relationship, we are not telling you to stay. <laughs> you need to get out of that situation, even right. if it's a temporary stepping away. We don't really advocate for no, we do not for taking space, right? We right. call it space makes waste. But in this situation, you know, where there's abuse, you should always get out of the way. And and sometimes getting out of the way is just saying, God, this is your thing. You do it. I can't do it. Yeah, and it remain prayerful. Absolutely, in that time. absolutely. Remain prayerful. Sincerely, maybe get. Grab some people around you who you can trust, who will pray with you, who will believe Absolutely. God for you. You know, I don't know if if this if if this is you. Maybe we're talking directly to you today. We really pray and trust that this has spoken to you. This has been something that y you can relate to, and that you've been given some tools today that you can go and say, "Okay, God, okay, let's do this together." Because it's really God's grace that will help you through this, that will get you through this. If this podcast really spoke to you today, why don't you go ahead and share this with a friend or a family member, somebody who you think that this could truly help or really redirect their path, the marriage that they're in today. You know what? If you have not checked out our social, please do so. If you have not visited our website, do so as well. You can find us at makeyourmarriagegreatagain.ca mm. and we would be more than happy to speak to you on how you can navigate through these very tough, this, some tough decisions that you may have to make mm. in the midst of your marriage. You know what? 
we're so excited you took the time to listen to this today. We wish we could have more time to talk to you about this, don't we? Absolutely. There's so much more that we could say. Go on and on. But thank you but guys. But we won't. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed this conversation today. Until next time, guys, keep it lit. God bless you.